into the party wagon and hold on to your pizza. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to one of my favorite types of episodes that we do. This is the preview issue um, for the preview episode, I should say, for issue number four of The Last Ronin. You are listening to your host, Justin, from Epic Tales from the Sewers. I am here with my co-host, Mr. Eric Will, and my other co-host, Mr. Scott Cromer. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello. What's up, guys? Just as he hit mute. That's great. You love my timing? So- <laughs> Well, uh, we are here, of course, to be talking about the new issue of The Last Ronin. So it is going to be coming out. They've actually pushed it up from uh, the 22nd of September 2021 to September 8th. So we wanted to make sure to get this in right on time just to get everybody's juices flowing for this one. So um, are you guys ready? That's the question. <laughs> I've been ready. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the torture. Yeah, yeah. From, from back when issue three came out, you're like, oh, I need more. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Just... Wasn't it originally supposed to come out in August? I think it was. And, and I mean, if you think about it right now, we would be looking at technically a year ago today is when not not like this actual day, but this month is when Last Ronin number one was supposed to come out. And that got pushed all the way back to October. So right. it, it's a circumstance where it's like we, we would have had a full 12 months of Ronin. Possibly it would have been done and the trade paperback would have been available by now. Uh, yeah, that's the whole thing. Is like they're doing a pre-order for the uh, for all five issues, the the uh, the hardcover. Mm-hmm. Or it's it's on um, uh, Target.com right now, and I already pre-ordered two of them. It's like thirty bucks for like for all five issues. That's a good price for for like a collection. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, but I, I mean yeah. it, it's I mean it's it's all five issues, but it's like a wait. You got to wait a year. It's like June twenty twenty is when it comes out. Oh, geez. Yeah. I mean, man, you know, and as long as this has been in production, it's it's been in production since well, not even production, but it's been like the, the concept came out in 1987 until now. So it's like we, we have pretty much like a 30 year span in which this book is taking to get out. So the only thing I could say is, you know, I know there's been some detractors on it and all that, but it's like I think it's worth it. I think it's like at every aspect, I've really enjoyed the book in Anything that I've wanted it to go in a certain direction, they went in a different direction to surprise me. And I'm like, all right, well played. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not disappointed in any, I, I haven't been. Yeah. And, and I, I'll, I'll get to, I'll get to a, a question later on about like, if you guys think there should be a, a, a sequel or another series afterwards, but we'll, we'll have to see how that goes after issue five. Right. But um, let, let's look at uh, what we're here for. I've got a little synopsis of issue four. So it says, with a few key allies, the Ronin takes on the general risk, the, the greatest risk yet to infiltrate Baxter Stockman's tech island. What happened many years ago that set this Ronin on his quest for vengeance? Find out on this action-packed book. So it's they call it the penultimate issue because that means one before the end. So I guarantee we're going to see Baxter Stockman. However, we saw Baxter Stockman in issue number three. He released all of those kind of football-looking mousers that caused the huge explosion. And I'm pretty sure he saved Oroko Hiroto when he just went nuts. And it seemed like he was on the roof doing, like, his crow thing, you know, where he's up there. I expected him to have an electric guitar, you know. (laughs) He's slipping off the girder, and he's like, I will not die. I will not die. And it's like, yeah, you almost died. But then, like... Like the Silverhawk e- Eagle came and got you or something. So. Yeah. He's a nut, guys. Like, he is just, like... Very unstable. 
And it, it's funny yeah. because he is apparently the most successful as opposed like in this in this universe as opposed to like Karai and and Shredder and all that. And I mean, he's got like an army of people behind him, obviously, and he's been successful, but he's clearly the most unhinged that we've seen out of all of them. Yeah, definitely. Man's off his rocker. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I was thinking about this and this was kind of like where they're going to do a bait and switch where it's like Hiroto is like the big villain and all that, but it's really not him. It's really Baxter. And we had kind of talked about that in the issue two preview when, when they had, um, when they had kind of put it out there. And I mean, it seems like that's what they're doing now. They're trying to go after Stockman because Stockman is somehow supporting Oroko Hiroto and, uh, or Hiroto Oroko. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to play out, but it, it looks like the last time they went toe to toe with Stockman, they lost terribly. So, yeah. Yeah. Very, very bad. I wonder what, what the connection between Stockman and um, Fugitoid is. Cause obviously he figured out a way to, to track Fugitoid and you know, I, I don't know. There's obviously more more going on there. With I, I just hope I need to, I need to see more of what what Stockman has going on, um, especially now because you know really all we saw was the flashbacks. We haven't really seen him in present time in the story. Yeah, just um, the head and and um, like uh, Ronan was asking April, just what's going on? Is he still alive in there? And she says, I think so. He's just yeah. inert. Because um, the last time he was he was active, Baxter was able to hack firewalls yeah. and find out the the location. So, you but um, when he turns it on, is it is it gonna like as soon as they turn him his head on, is it gonna like send out a signal and like I don't you know? That's what they're hoping for, I guess, for this plan. So the plan is to activate him and either divert Stockman's attention to where the activation is or to um, attack them and activate at the same time or something like that. So it seems like with that, that arsenal of trucks that they have, including what looked like the tumbler from Batman begins and um, <laughs> in the shell razor kind of, yeah. you know, and I, and I was like, that. I was like, dude, this is insane. You know, so they're going to have all of those things and th- there's going to be like some car battles. So you're going to get like some fast and the furious type of vibe. Twisted going. <laughs> yeah. Twi- Twisted metal is a better idea. Yeah. There you oh, go. Yeah. So that, that'll be pretty crazy. But yeah, I, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where they're going with it because I, I can't pinpoint in my head what they're going to do exactly. But, no, um, I have no idea. Yeah. I really don't. I'm, I'm mind boggled. <laughs> <Am I not? laughs> I mean, it's just, it, I mean, there, there, there's so much. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Issue three, there was a lot going on. Yeah. A lot. I mean, it was kind of like, man, I have to go back. I have to go back. I have to go back. I, you know, reread stuff and stuff yep. just because there's just i mean it's a lot it's a lot of info to take in just from issue three i read it at you least know. four times i'm just thinking and yeah. normally for a comic i don't i don't read something that much like i yeah. i will like if i'm gonna go back like like i couldn't tell you how many times i read like age of apocalypse like just for fun and pleasure and all that like i go back and read it every couple of years or like uh dc's kingdom come or something like i'll go back and read that classics. like just yeah. just for for fun the classics like you're saying but like yeah. for for an issue this one and the recently released batman 89 i read each of them like three times because i'm like <laughs> all right let me let me get everything in here you know mm-hmm. yep. i mean it, it just it just i mean well ben bishop put a lot of easter eggs in there too i mean oh, definitely but, you know especially from the 90s movies i mean <laughs> you know 
I saw Alien. Uh, there was Aliens in there. Um, the '90s movie, yeah, like like Casey word for word from the '90s movie was in there. Yeah. So instructors uh, Casey forget- Jones. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 crazy, especially with did, did you see Kino? Kino was in there. Kino was in there. You're right. Yep. Yeah, he was dressed up in the Pizza Hut kind of type outfit. <laughs> and uh, that was a good character too. I I was surprised that they never mm-hmm. really took off with him from the movies. I know the movies were their own sort of thing, but I always liked Kino, and um, mm-hmm. they could have done that in the cartoon yeah. instead of going with that. Uh, what was his name? Like Chester or something? I, I don't know. The last season of the cartoon had like like a, a kid who turned into like an alien and I'm like, Oh, this is not great. <laughs> and the kid looked like, do you guys remember reboot? Like it was uh, a, like a computer like, animated story. And it was like the yeah. kid had like, like he blue had hair. like, yeah, exactly. Like the blue hair and all that. And like, that's what the kid looked like. So, and I was like, yeah. huh. I vaguely remember that. And he turned into like a big orange alien that kind of looked like uh I don't know. To me, he looked like a like a Krogan from uh, from Mass Effect. But I was like, yeah, I don't know. You know, but, but they could have used Kino instead and been like, oh, yeah, here's like an everyman that that, you know, kids can pretend to be. I'm working with the turtles. So I don't know. It's just interesting. It's not. You know, it's I, I imagine everything that they were trying to do is create someone else for a new action figure or something. But it, it just didn't seem to really work out in their favor. Yeah, everybody wants to create the next big thing, you know. Yeah, that's true. They're hoping for a turtles thing again. It's 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 hard to do, man. It's hard to find something that catchy. I mean, the turtles just yeah. they just they caught on. Lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. They're coming back, man. This is the biggest selling comic of of pretty much the last year and a half. And um, I mean, with with all these opportunities, we're starting to see new merchandise come out. And uh, I know Eric and I have talked about this, but uh, did you get to see the Sideshow Collectibles uh, prototype that they have for a Last Ronin statue, Scott? I don't think I have. Yeah, it was supposed to be. I don't. So I don't even know if they're going to make this thing because it looks like they made one. They put it out there. It's it's sort of an homage to like that Aaron Bartling cover that's now going for four thousand dollars on eBay, which is like CGC graded. No, I did see that. I did see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so- um yeah. There's zero information online from anyone if this thing's available, how much it's going to cost, whether the po- deposits, like what's the pre-sales and all that. All they yeah. did was they're like, "Oh yeah, this will be an exclusive for this show." The show already happened. So we're we're like, "All right, Sideshow Con already happened. Where is, you know, the pre-orders for this thing?" Cuz I know people are going to want to get their hands on it. Nothing. Yeah. Nowhere. So I I'm assuming it's in development limbo over some sort of you know, issue with it. So, and um, Eric, I know you had a little information about this after speaking with the artist that they kind of um, did an homage off of, right? Uh, yeah, uh, Bartling. I mean, as of right now, uh, I know there was something going on, but to be honest with you, Bartling, he did say something about he can't really did any, do anything just for the simple fact of uh, whenever he made the cover that he kind of signed the rights away a little bit in yep. a sense. So, I yeah. mean, that's just kind of part of the deal. I mean, it's unfortunate because, you know, as everybody knows, I mean, issue one was, I mean, it's got to be in my my top, my top two, at least. Did you get uh, a, did you get one of those covers? No, no, yeah, but I, I did. I did get an issue four, though. Oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Because, like, his stuff is awesome. And 
it's when it was like the first time that we saw that cover it gave us the idea of what might be happening in this book we're like yeah. oh sh- oh they are yeah. they all are, are they're all dead except for him but who is it yeah. you know <laughs> and, yeah. and it's just it's such an iconic picture i hope that eventually we can get prints or something like that to hang up on the wall because i've seen people make them bootleg and they're charging like 145 bucks and stuff and i'm like i ain't paying Man. that like no. I'll, I'll go i'll go straight to the artist and get it you know yeah yeah he's got his own website now they're still not doing any Ronin prints yet for some reason. I've seen yeah. nobody like even even um, like Eric and I actually met through the Bish Kids uh, um, Kids Club, right? Where he's got the art and all that. Um, he's not even selling Ronin prints yet. He's selling T-shirts, which we are each currently wearing. Uh, yes, he's sir. selling a, <laughs> I'm a, a dark room. skateboard deck, you know, mm-hmm. and um, like stuff like that. Like, like we got our, our quarterly Bish box and the Bish box has a picture of the Ronin on it with or no, actually, this is uh, just art from the Ronin. But yeah. he's still not doing any sort of prints or anything along those lines. So I think there's some sort of hold on that until the story's over. Uh, there actually is one. It's pretty much the the front cover of the very very first issue of you know cover A of on Kevin Eastman's website. Oh, he is doing a print for it finally. Fantastic! Yeah, I will definitely a- be picking that up. Yeah, I think it's like thirty. I'm I'm pretty sure that you're a member of his fan club. So yes, I, I am a card <laughs> carrying like, member of the fan club. Yeah, yes, same here. We're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. getting a fourth print of issue one. What's that? We're getting a fourth printing of issue one. Oh, I hope. So. Uh, yes, yes, yeah, we are no, getting a fourth announced. printing of issue yeah. one, a third printing of issue two. Yep. Which the third printing for issue two is like the WonderCon, but it. I me personally, I really like it because I'm yeah. I like red, but it's got like white and it's red it's pretty, it in pops. the back. I have the second printing really of nice. issue three next to me, which which is pretty. Um, it's it's a cool cover. It's it's really exposition, and you see the Fugitoid's head, and you see April, and you see the Ronin mm-hmm. on it. And I'm like, yeah. this is a great cover, dude. Like I kind of like that better than the regular third cover. So <laughs> I know, mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah, these um, I mean, the third printing of of the first issue, issue number one, where it's all that black and white and, and mm-hmm. all that, that is a yeah. great cover. That's like a variant cover that it's like, I would have bought this. This is fantastic. Yeah. So, you know, they they well, have not really sucked out on any of these covers. Like all the ones that I've seen with very few exceptions, there's like one maybe art style or something like that that I'm not into, but still it's like, would I own that? Yeah, absolutely. Like if I saw it on the shelf, I'd buy it. Absolutely. Without a doubt. The, the fourth printing is just a recolorization of cover A mm-hmm. of uh, issue one. So, it's like blue. It's like a bluish. Yeah. I like it, but it's just, it's the same art, you know, that we've seen. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's where it might be like spending another additional $8.99 or $9.99 on the same book. Like, I don't know, maybe. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe okay. I don't no, need the fourth I'll cover. <laughs> I'll buy it. But. <laughs> It's I tough. buy everything, so <laughs> everything I can. So, so with this, um, what do you guys think is going to happen in issue four? <clears throat> I heard a little rumor that I, I don't know if I want to spoil anything, but I, I heard something that m- might be true. This is literally a podcast to spoil everything. Spill the I beans, heard... Scott! Spill the beans! <laughs> I heard Bebop and um, Rocksteady are taking out Donnie. No way. That's what I heard. <laughs> what? They don't that's even not... exist in this universe, so that would be insane. Uh, that's 
that's a rumor I heard. We're going to see Bebop and Rocksteady. So do you think it would be something, since it's Baxter Stockman, that they would either be like the thugs that play Bebop and Rocksteady, Maybe. that not mutated, or possibly robot um, Bebop Maybe. and robot? I mean, we probably won't see them in their, you know, the standard form that we're used to seeing. So, you know, you've seen them as thugs. That, that's very possible. I kind of love this idea. I mean, it's I hope it's also see. terrible I because I don't, I don't want that to happen, but it's got to happen. This is pretty much a continuation of the Mirage era, right? Which, yeah, like you said, they didn't exist. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like he didn't completely confirm that it was or wasn't. Right. So, like, he, he's really nebulous about it. And he's like, it's kind of its own thing. So anything can happen. And the only thing he said is he's like, there's no Jenica. You know, it's not like IDW. It's not going to be like Why that. Not? Why not be Bob and Rocksteady? Uh, hey, I mean, it's like that's not going to pay homage to the fans. Absolutely. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, have you guys been paying attention to Stan Yak's uh, covers? Uh, I, I want to say yes, but I can't think of what's on I've them. Seen right them but yeah, which which okay. one? So his issue four one, uh, obviously the issue three, where's the one where it has, you know, the Ronin going through and there's a bunch of Mausers all over it, right? Because he has a black and okay. white one and a, and a red one. So issue four, it has the TMNT van as well as the Channel 6 News van as yes. well as the Technodrome in the back, right? Okay, gotcha. That's um, He's the one that did the cover that was uh, similar to Craven's Last Hunt, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, see, like, my whole thing is with like I know some of these cover uh, these cover artists are uh, they don't get to read it they don't get anything so they're just kind of going off but yeah. with like Stan Yaks I like a lot of his has kind of been telling you know what I'm saying like part of the story actually part of you know you know what I'm saying it's kind of like part of the story for it and I'm like you know I'm thinking Technodrome I'm thinking Crank you know mm. what it yeah so so looking at this because uh, I'm looking at this one now this is the cover for number four and. It's it's got the Ronin and he is just kind of on the ground. There's a mm-hmm. cracked bit of mutagen with some stuff coming out. Um, Rodney Roadkill, which was that uh, sort of thing that was from the cartoon that would throw out the little electrical whip. All the turtles uh, weapons are in, in front of him and Casey Jones mask is in front of him. There's the turtle van. There's the Channel 6 news. There's the wall behind it. Right. Like uh, the wall. So uh, they're walled in on the island. There's the Technodrome. And let's see if I can see anything else on here. Holy crap. So, so going to a little bit of what, what you're saying here, there's a skull of a warthog, right? With Bebop's glasses on it, on the side rear view or on the side view mirror of, <laughs> uh, of this. And the Fugitoid's head is all the way on the bottom. I'm looking to see if there's a rhino anywhere. I'm not seeing any, but that's, that's a really good pickup there, Eric. So yeah, I'm just seeing just oh. seeing Bebop. I've not seen anything else, but yeah, just a whole bunch of cyborgs and the Fugitoid's head. And let's see, there is. So this is the weirdest part here because there's a shadow, and the shadow looks like the Shredder, but it looks like the Shredder from the from the movie, you know, where he had like the the cloak and mm-hmm. all that, like the, yeah, the crazy headgear and because the, they're the not showing you shoulder stuff. Yeah, like the shoulder stuff is what it's showing. They're not showing yeah. you anything like, like, oh, these are the two blades, because you would see that distinctly. Here it looks like he's got something pointed in each hand, 
like uh, maybe it's a, a blaster gun or something like that. But man, Eric, that's a really good pickup. So yeah, um, Scott, you might be right. We might be seeing something with Bebop. Hey, I'm all for it. <laughs> cool. So, um, and I mean, there's there's history too where Donnie is traumatized from uh, Rocksteady and Bebop actually murdering him, you know, in the IDW series. So that that's carried over into even issue we're on like issue 118 right now in the regular series yeah. so 118 119 something like that yeah that's pretty crazy what, what are you thinking then eric man i mean i mean there's there's a lot that you know that i'm i have going through my head without with all this stuff because i mean there's there's so much to it there's so much that hasn't been you know been completely told you know Especially with, you know, where's Raphael's body? You know, stuff like that. Um, oh, wait a minute. So you think that there's a possibility that Baxter Stockman could grab Raph's body, Ooh. do some sort of zombie experiment with it? Similar to... I mean, I mean, there's, 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 there's that. There's also oh, um, taking his blood as well yeah. as for, for mutagen. Um I mean that's that's a good 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 possibility to you never know he might have creative that, create, that would be a you know. great story. Um, I mean there, there there's a there's a lot of things processing through my head with the whole you know like where are they at you know I mean they didn't necessarily confirm that Leo and Casey were completely dead either so you know it's funny um, I asked Ben um, I asked Ben in a chat. Right. Uh, I asked him, so is Raph like 100 percent dead? And he said, yes, 100 percent dead and all that. So I just had to know. So, yeah. you know, when when you when you have access to go to the actual artist and yeah. all that and to like ask, it's like like I'm not going to ask. So I, I did. I didn't <laughs> do that this time. I really did. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm I'm pretty positive that they are just from yeah. the way that they're thematically telling it. But, you know, with, with the whole thing with Raph being. You know, they didn't unturn every stone to go and find his body or anything. And they, they didn't show that there was some sort of issue with that. They just showed this is what happened 10 years after that, when yeah. New York is in an embroiled in a battle between the Hamato clan and the Oroku clan. Or, yeah, Oroku clan. So they just showed us that they didn't they didn't give us anything else. So that could be a really satisfying callback. So and, and I know you're a big raft guy. So, you know, that would be that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think uh, of the imagery for uh the broken bow staff and the journal in the snow with um with donnie and with um with splinter i think that donnie's and splinter is probably gonna die yeah <laughs> that's what i think i i yep. agree with you do we think it's gonna be at the hands of uh of hiroto himself i already told you who what i thought Okay. All right. Well, what about <laughs> no. Splinter? What about Splinter? So that would make more sense, though. Yeah. No. I, I, that thematically, that would be, you know, at least Splinter dying from uh, by Hiroto. That would be cool. Yeah, he's got to go. I mean, we we thought he was done last issue, you know, and I I can't believe that he made it after all that uh, all those wounds that he had on Thanksgiving there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you guys one thing. I am on the fence about this, but I think that no matter what happens, I think April is going to survive and kind of be the one to bear witness from beginning to end of this whole process. Yeah, 
I, I, I think she's gonna. I mean, she's gonna be. She's gonna make it all the way. I mean, she's made it through an explosion. I mean, yeah. You know, with her leg and her arm and all that stuff. You know, pretty much gone and replaced. I, I think but it's a better story if she does. If she does mm-hmm. stay through it. Yeah. Because if they kill people for no reason, then it's kind of junky. But if they kill people and there's some sort of gravitas behind it, where it's like. Oh, they killed Raph. Oh, they killed Leo. Oh, they killed Casey. Now, are you just killing people off because it's like Game of Thrones, or are you killing people yeah. off so it's got some sort of um, you know message to it? Where it's like, and it, and I feel like if they start doing that with April, when we already know the other two are coming, that it's just it's not gonna have that sort of weight to it. You're like, oh, well, why why'd you do that? You know? Are we doing that just to do it at this point? Exactly, and. I think with their writing, you know, with like Tom Waltz scripting this and, and uh, the original idea from um, Eastman and Laird, I don't think that they're going to go that route. No, I don't think I don't think so either. Now, Baxter is probably going to get killed. So, <laughs> you know, and I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be like some sort of brutal upheaval or something like that, where the Ronin just like rips his head out of some sort of robot body or something. I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. You know, feeds him to a Mauser or something. <laughs> oh man, dude, it's gonna be rough. Like, it's it's gonna be just brutal. He's gonna got get it in there. coming. Oh yeah, like, and no doubt he's the one that's been you know um, financial financial backing for the Foot Clan or something like that. So he's probably the one that Oroko is beholden to because first of all, he just saved his damn life, and second of all, he has um, been keeping his mother on life support for the last ten years. So yeah. You know, his hands are definitely not clean here. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I am man. I, I would just love to see some sort of incarnation of Bebop and Rocksteady, specifically like as robots. That would be amazing. It'd be interesting. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised they put Metalhead in there a little bit. You know, that would be cool. I mean, too. with the technology, um, all these cool throwbacks too. You know, and and we've mm-hmm. seen it, like you mentioned with yeah. uh, with the. Um, Ben Bishop, who's doing all these cool throwbacks, he's throwing stuff back there to all these properties. So, you know, you're absolutely right. It, it could very well be something where it's like, hey, you like the cartoon? Because guess what? You know, I think. Yeah, it's they're throwing like a little bit of everything in there. I, I kind of feel like they, you know, everything from the comic books to the movies to the to the cartoon series. I mean, just everything. I think they're just kind of mashing it up, but they're making it make it that making it their own Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah and it's it's certainly gritty you know it's um it's grittier than anything that's come before it i think you know um maybe maybe not that first original mirage series that was pretty brutal maybe maybe not as gritty as that but you know i mean they're they're pretty much killing these cyber cybernetic people so and I think we can agree, and this this will be the part that I wanted to get to. I think we can agree the breakout character here is Casey Marie Jones, who is Very much. a really fun Definitely. character to watch. Mm-hmm. Are we hoping that there's going to be a Casey Marie Jones uh, series after this is all done? I am. I, just... <laughs> I, I, I am. I am. But um, I'm going to be honest with you. Today, I received a uh, message on uh somebody sent me a link on messenger and it was uh, games radar and it was talking about um, Kevin Eastman and Tom Waltz actually doing a prequel and a sequel to the Ronin. I saw that today too. About a prequel. Mm-hmm. Is, 
is that a mistake? I mean, sequel, awesome. Is a prequel a mistake? Do we really need it if they tell it right? Yeah. I mean, we still but have a few more issues. I mean, let's be honest. The three of us are going to read it. You know, it's oh, yeah, hands down. Hands am down. I going to buy like? Am but, I going to buy sixty-four covers? Probably not. You know, you know, <laughs> you know they're going to want to continue this cash cow. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. yeah. So it, we're going to get either a pre, we're going to get one or you know one or the other. I'm yeah. I'm hoping that this translates into something that's bigger, like an animated film. You know, or an animated yeah. series or something yeah. like that, like like a limited miniseries where it's like, here's five episodes. And I'd be like, you know what? Why don't you get someone like Gendy Tartakovsky to do it? Like he just did that oh uh, God, show Savage. Wouldn't that be awesome? Right. That With that art style, you know, and um, my Ronan, when it, when I, I do the voice, a little more Clint Eastwood kind of grittily you know like that's that's how i that's how i hear him where it's like there's michelangelo under there but it's darker because he's been through some stuff so like that's that's where i I've go with my voice shit, dudes exactly <laughs> and some things <laughs> where, what do you guys hear for the ronin if they were to animate him it, it definitely good, i mean you know definitely mikey with a lot more gravitas more grav you know more grit. I, would, I would not go Greg mm-hmm. Sips from the uh, from the the last one, the 2012, where he's like, "Whoa, the I wouldn't go that route. No, and, no, and no. After talking no. to Townsend Coleman, I don't think he got the concept very well, so <laughs> not go to him. So, you know, um, I don't know. Maybe maybe just uh, they, they get someone to kind of go with that. And I just thought it was like he is he's gritty and he doesn't sound like he used to. And that's why April was kind of like, oh, OK, you've changed a lot. And, yeah. and there should be something that shows that he changes. He changed a lot. And I, I really hope they go animated for this because just live action would be terrible. Give me yeah, yeah. give me like, a, you know, like an, a, a, a little movie, an hour. You know, it doesn't even have to be five episodes. Just give me like an hour and a half ep- like movie. Yeah, kind of like they did with the the Teenage Mutant Tur- Turtles uh, Batman crossover. Just I mean, yes, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they could make they could make it at least a a two part to three part movie if they did it yeah. if they did it right. You know what I'm saying? I, mean, I already know I, Scott's answer to this, but Eric, have you seen the two part um, Batman the Long Halloween animated yet? No, oh, no, I haven't. Yeah, I watched it like six times. So that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, it really is. And it's, you know, they, they've got like such good things in there. Like Jensen Ackles is doing the voice of Batman. And like when he did, he did it the first time. Like he's done the voice of a young Batman. He's done the voice of Red Hood. Then he comes like full circle. And now he's doing the voice of Batman. It's like, oh, this is pretty interesting because we kind of have that. I, I would love to see like some sort of portrayal just like this, where it's gritty and there's like this sort of build up to like a giant battle and then, you know, explosions everywhere. And it's like, you can do this animated and you can do this justice. You know, yeah. oh, you could put a filter right. on it. Oh, it, yeah. Even if they did it in the style of um, Into the Spider-Verse, like Sony did, that would be amazing. Like, throw that Panatone sort of uh, stuff on it. You've got these future colors. You know, everything looks like like there's, um, you know, those spray paint dots and stuff. Like, go ahead, do it. That well, would be amazing. And you could even you could easily switch animation styles, you know, doing the flashbacks yes mm-hmm. you know po- great point Can you imagine seeing mm-hmm. a live action not live but a live animation eastman style oh man that would be amazing I, i've oh. become so accustomed to his style that his style to me is like 
like if you ever had like a comfort food that like you, you just mm. like have and you're yeah. like oh man this takes me back like maybe it's like chicken pot pie or like something that's like mm, grandma's lasagna you know it's yeah. like that's kevin eastman's art for me where it's just like i just i love it so much and you know if i was to see this in a vacuum and not have like all of this like uh you know, history with this artwork, would I say it's like, wow, this is the best technically sound stuff ever? Probably not. But it's like, it's just like J- Jack Kirby art in the sense that it brings back all this nostalgia. And I know exactly what I'm looking at when I see Kevin mm-hmm. Eastman's art. It also stands out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, uh, Mike Ruth, like, I've really started to become like a real big fan of his art. Because it kind of reminds me of like some of Eastman's work. I mean, I kind of feel he goes back to the old, to the roots of it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know. Like, I love Kevin Eastman's style. I mean, but I mean, it's originator of the Turtles. I mean, that's that's the style that we grew up on. You know what I'm saying? I'm a big Laird guy, to be honest with you. Like, I loved, I love Laird stuff from early on because of the cleaner lines and all that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've talked to you guys before on how I'm like a huge AC Farley guy, you know, and because that was like in 1991 when I was first buying comics with my own money, that's the era where I was going in and buying them. But like, like I said, it's like Eastman's style is so distinctive. I love the mm-hmm. crap out of it. Just like the little mm-hmm. dots that he throws in there, the way he details things, the way he draws like uh, light on the weapons and such. It's it's just great. And I, mm-hmm. I still think he does like my favorite Splinter, you know, um, like in, in Splinter, he just like he looks so different, but he looks exactly like you see him in the old Nintendo game. You know, <laughs> and yeah. it's like that is exactly <laughs> how Kevin Eastman draws him. And it's like maybe that's why I like it so much. I don't, I don't know, but it's pretty fun. I need to play that game. <laughs> I can I can get through the entire damn sequence right without getting hit one time. Are you talking about not, the the electric field? In yeah, the water? yeah. All the no. all there. I can get through there without damn. getting hit one time. Now I'm not great at video games and all that, but I can make that claim that I can get through that entire spot without getting hit one time. I can't do anything else in life, but I can do that. <laughs> I haven't attempted that in a couple decades, man. It's been a while. I, I have a hard time with the Technodrome sequence where you have to get through an area and you have to like go down through all these things. And um, then finally, like there's this this laser that comes across at you as you're trying to get to the Technodrome. I have such trouble with that. So, but um, yeah, I don't know. That is probably one of the hardest games that I've ever beaten. So definitely. Yeah, it's definitely one of the hardest games. Thank goodness for Game definitely. Genie, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys Many know, hours I think um, playing that. I, I did just see that there's a report that in next month that we're going to see Shredder's Revenge will be at GameCon. So we're going to get a, a preview of the next uh, arcade version of, uh, I don't know if it's arcade, but it's, it's arcade style sort of yeah. beat em up game. And that's going to be, that's going to be huge. So it looks a lot of fun. I'm hoping yeah, they have additional be... characters. Hmm. Would it be cool if they had a Ronin model where you can play as Mikey, but he's really the Ronin? Uh... Well, that's the whole thing they're doing with the thing is they did do these DLCs and all this stuff. I mean, yes. hands down, that would be a moneymaker for them, you know, having all these extra characters that you could make playable, you know, start off with the four original turtles and then go from the different. Um, but I mean, the whole thing is, is, is it's kind of in an eight bit style. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see what what they will do with it. But. Yeah, it's like your, your Streets of Rage or um, Double Dragon style. Oh, God. Yeah, just, just, way, 
the the last streets of rage game was uh, pretty popular i guess they they put a lot into it and and that did have dlc for two extra characters that were in um i think like two or three of the other games so maybe they they can go that route with it yeah i'm, I'm just I'm hoping de- it's on I'm the systems i have it. yeah oh yeah i'm and if not it's like all right it looks like i've got to invest in a nintendo switch or something just yeah me my son we my, my son is he's like when's it coming out when's it coming out and i'm like dude when it comes out we're getting it and yeah, we're like- playing it <laughs> you'll know you'll know so so here's here's the question eric um when you're playing with your son um Mm -hmm. do you let him even touch Raphael, or is it like you're you can't even he he wants to he wants to be Raphael. Raphael is his favorite turtle yeah so yes i let him have Raphael. i'm like go ahead you can have Raphael. i'll pick leo or donnie because they got the reach yeah exactly you know (laughs) know, because like when we play like turtles in time like we'll go because there's like a, a gaming place in my home where I'm at right now, it's called Game Cycle, and he has like arcade. He's like an arcade in his place, retro games, movies, cool. all that stuff. And he's got the Turtles Arcade Two, uh, TMNT Two Arcade, and then he's got the TMNT Turtles in Time reshelled. And we'll sit there and play those games for about an hour. I love this. Just, just sitting there, and I'm like, "Go ahead, you can have Ralph. That's fine." Because you know, Donatello or Leo is always the best ones in the first couple games you know because they got that reach the bow yeah. stat i mean it's just i'm like go when ahead you when you start right. playing some of the games right and you figure out the systems where it's like okay if you press a and b at the same time it does a swipe that kills everybody with one hit doesn't matter who you pick you know or mm-hmm. um in the uh the third game the manhattan game where you figure out mm-hmm. how to like shoot them over your head and it kills yeah. them with one hit there yeah. you go and then the only difference is like Mike does like a kangaroo kick. Uh, Raph does a drill across the screen. Yep. Donatello does a roll and Leo does like a spinning thing. So it's like, you just figure out your style for that. So, but um, I don't know. I, I, um, I know that there's, there's a lot of stuff that's coming out turtle wise. I haven't seen much in terms of like merchandise that's coming out besides what we talked about with all, all these, uh, all these covers in the statue, but um, I've seen nothing in the ways of, are they planning an action figure line? Are they planning to do, mm. um, you know, any, any sort of like, um, I don't know, like mega blocks, Lego sets, like they had been doing like any of that stuff. I, I think capitalizing on that, like I would want that, you know, just like anything to put up, in my house to represent that it's like, Hey, the last Ronin existed and I'm going to pay homage to it. Like, hell yeah. Cause I loved it. I would love to see anything like that. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the whole thing is like, you know, with the last Ronin, uh, in a sense, you know, we're grown up kids, I guess mm-hmm. you could say we're grown up kids. We're the prime <laughs> demographic for this. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, but that's the, you know, Legos is more towards like, you know, you know, people, kids, you know, my son's age is seven. And, you know, with the Ronin being so dark and gritty and all this other stuff, it's, you know, it's kind of rough to, to be able to put it like on like the mega blocks and stuff like that, because it's like. It's a fair point. It's a, you know, it's a harder story. It's not really their demographic. I, all right, exactly. I, I agree with you because that makes a lot of sense, but I will tell you this. I have the rooftop battle between Leo and Shredder from like the first issue where literally mm-hmm. Leo decapitates the Shredder. So mm. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, is this really, you know, I'm like, I'm not asking for him to be like in a sewer bleeding and looking yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Kari Kari, <laughs> but I would like that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Something. I mean, it, I mean, I, I figured Funko Pop. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
NECA, I mean, you know, you got a couple of the, we got a couple guys in the Bish Club, you know, where they're they're making, yeah, you know, some Ronin ones. And I'm not gonna lie, man, like they need to copy them because, I mean, what is it, uh, Brian Park? Yeah, I think yeah. Shout out them. to Brian C. Parks, one Park, of our yeah. admins from the Epic Shells uh, Facebook group. Yep, yeah, Brian yeah. is yeah. incredibly he a lot gifted. Of work. Yes. He actually helped me. I had a, uh, I had a, an April who had some facial paint, uh, just needed some touch-ups, and, and I sent him over the April, and um, he fixed her up perfectly. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brian, Brian's a great guy. So really gifted artist, and uh, he helps out with all of our um, – we, we have a monthly uh, member of the month that's the most radical member, and uh, Brian actually does all the artwork for that. So pretty cool. Awesome. That's awesome. So um, covers – we, we got to talk about this because there are uh, planned for 50 different covers. And I know we've talked about a couple of them here. Um, what covers are you guys most excited for? That Justin Roiland one we talked about is always, he always has some really cool covers. I think that's, that's my favorite one that he's done thus far. Cause it's, um, it's that image uh, that looks like Batman and Robin from, I think I want to say like uh I don't know what, what issue it was, but it was Batman and Robin with like the spotlight. And I really remember that from the blunt man and chronic and chronic cover. <laughs> Kevin Smith did the homage to it oh, for uh, yeah. USQ. And I'm like, this looks so much more like that rather than like the Batman and Robin one, but it's uh, the Ronin with the Fugitoid on the cover. And it looks really good in like Fugitoid looks amazing drawn by uh, Justin Roiland. And I'm not a huge fan of the Royland style, but um, I, I think I think this looks really sharp. So that that's a good choice. I'm going to have to agree with you on that. On on that, uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not a big fan of of Justin's work. Not too much of it, but the last two covers have been like uh, the one with the Baxter Stockman, like yeah. that when it was like just like black and white. <laughs> I mean, it looked really, really, really good. I and just sent you guys a picture of, of mine. That's what that buzz was. So, yeah, that's what I was like. What is that? <laughs> yeah, the Miko. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm with you, man. This, this is a sharp looking cover, and maybe it's because it's more minimalist than the other ones were. Yeah. Because the last one had so much stuff, like it had Mutagen Man on it, and I'm like, yeah. I don't, know what that has to do with this and all that so yeah yeah see 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 that, that that's that's another thing too that Why, is what? another thing that i was thinking about it was roland yeah justin with him with some of his covers because he has all these covers and obviously he's really close friends with kevin eastman mm-hmm. obviously and um it makes yeah, me think actually, like yeah go ahead. i would say because don't aren't his covers don't he doesn't he pair with Eastman on those covers? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. It's and it's it, um I don't know if Eastman's doing the inks or something for it too. Yeah. It it just it kind of makes me think be like, well, obviously this guy knows what's going on in this story and he's putting some things on there. I mean, he had Mutagen Man on on one of them, you know? I mean, it, it's I'll tell yeah, you I, it, in the, the last three artists that I have talked to who have done covers for The Last Ronin have not had any issue, have not had any sort of ideas of what's going on. They yeah. were given like mm-hmm. the basic idea. They were given the outline of what the character is supposed to look like. But um, that's it. You know, mm-hmm. like I had asked Freddie Williams a second about it and he's like, nope, I have no idea. I'm like, are you going to read it? He's like, yeah. 
<laughs> like, okay. You know, it's like, I want to read it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's excited to read it, but he's like, I had no idea. He's like, he won't tell us. So, you know, obviously Ben Bishop knows because he's doing that and he's, yeah. he's doing the art for it and stuff sure. like that. And he's, he's an absolute jerk for teasing us all the time. He's like, Hey, check it out. And he gives us like a tiny little page. He's like, check out panel 48. And we're like, you jerk. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's always awesome. And I, I will say this, he's doing a cover with um, for split decision comics and it's got just splinter on it. His splinter looks really cool. Like it's like the head is kind of really tapered down and all that. And it's got like this really streamlined sort of like Japanese art vibe to it. It's really cool cover. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I picked that cover up. I had. I think I did too. Yeah. It came, <laughs> in, a, it came in a two pack with the, uh, the splinter and Donatello and Donatello has kind of like this ancient Japanese armor with like this, this like, uh, uh, I, the only thing I could think of is he looks like one of the bad guys from Big Trouble in Little China with like that mm. that hat on. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get that cover too. So yeah, it's I mean it's, and I think to be honest with you, I know Noah Noah Salt. Everybody, if anybody's in the Ben Bishop Club, everybody knows who Noah Salt is too as well. Because I mean, he's got I, some good stuff, dude. Yeah, he does. He he definitely has some really really good work. Um, you know, obviously he has some idea what's going on because i mean he's close friends with ben so he yep. he he should know what's going on they're doing a great job of keeping this stuff under wraps too because i mean i know it can't be easy so since this is such a, a huge high profile thing so i i'm just glad that this isn't like a like a disney property or anything like that where you know <laughs> It, with all the stuff that's going on with that, I'm just so glad that this is IDW, who's an mm-hmm. independent, you know, they're not Image, you know, they're yeah. not, they're not Valiant, they're not Marvel, they're not DC. This is a, as, as independent comics as you can get, with the exception of maybe like Dark Horse or something. So it's like, these guys have everything now. They've got My Little Pony, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Mask, Rom the Space Knight, Ninja Turtles, X-Files, like that's that's their bread and butter and then it's like they've got other stuff so but it's just like i'm glad that it's here because if it was at dc this would be a mess if it was at (laughs) and they would probably more likely be at dc than marvel in my opinion we'd only we'd only be on issue like two if it was dc dude it would be it would be insane it would be there would be rewrites there would be editorial mandates there would be oh this is too bloody this is this you just can't do it in something like that but i will tell you this if it was at one of the big places we would be looking at um at probably some sort of statue or something to come out at the same time with it so you know there there might be more stuff like that or maybe we'd be looking at like a mcfarland version of the of the ronin coming out so maybe maybe you know you think it will get stuff but you know, it's quite possible we might not get anything until after it's completed because, you know, yeah, who knows how long, you know, the final issue issue will be until we, we get that yeah. hopefully before the end of the year. But that's the question, too, because if they're pushing this back to September, I mean, we've got essentially three and a half months until the end of the year. Are they going to do right. that? Or are they going to push it off so then they can have that be the largest book of 2022, if that's the case? I'm I'm thinking based on what happened last year, we will probably not see this until uh, January at minimum of I 2022. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I I probably see it going to that. I mean, they they are stretching all this stuff out and everything, and but I mean, but also you know, I'm not even sure it's intentional to be honest with you. 
So I, I don't I don't think it, I don't think it's necessarily intentional, but I think between you know, I know Ben takes a lot of pride in what he does. I mean, he really 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 loves his job and he mm-hmm. wants to make it right and you know, I think between the artwork, the storyline, you know, I think there's a lot that goes on between Kevin and Tom about this whole, you know, like how the story is supposed to go, making this and changing this and you know, I mean, there's a lot into it. And, you know, I like people like us, we, we don't know what goes on in the background. Yeah. Like you know, the business no, industry. Yeah, and all there, that. There, there's, there's so much more to it. And, you know, people like a lot of people got to understand, like, well, I got to wait for this. I got to be patient because I'm going to tell you it is well worth it. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I'm not a big reader. I'm not a very, very big reader, but it's like, I told my wife today, it's like, you know, once I started reading this comic, it was just like, Okay, you know they got me hooked. You know they got me hooked. They were out there fishing for me. They they're 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 real. They reeled me in. They found you. <laughs> they found me, man. They 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 put the right bait out there for me, and they brought me back in. So I, I know, can tell you this though, Eric. If this story was terrible, I wouldn't be reading it. I wouldn't be talking about it as much. No, I mean I wouldn't. I wouldn't be really. I wouldn't be buying as many issues as I've been doing. <laughs> I would just get to cover A. That'd be it. I'd just get cover A and that'd be it. I think, Scott, we we talked about this before, but it's like when when Batman Dark Knight's like metal came out, metal was awesome. I loved metal. I thought metal was so good. And I was like so up for I'm like, all right, death metal. This is going to be even crazier. And we we talked about it and it's like, all right, cool. Wow, a dinosaur and the robot dinosaurs, Batman. That's cool too. Dude, they were just throwing shit on the wall by the end of that. Exactly. And I'm just like, all right. Um, well, I guess I'm gonna get issue six because it's you know, I got issues one through all the five, all the but... tie-ins and freaking Captain Carrot is back. Like that was great. That was like on? that was the defining moment of the entire run for me was the James Tinian the fourth Captain Carrot uh yeah. episode and all that where he's going off with, with Guy Gardner. Loved yeah. it, absolutely <laughs> loved it. But but yeah. that's my point. That's a tiny shiny gem in a six-issue miniseries of garbage. Yeah. And that's why I'm not doing a podcast about uh you know DC Dark Dark Knight's death metal because it wasn't good. It was no. it was spaghetti thrown against the wall to see if if we would buy a thousand covers and crap like that. And it just it didn't work out. And as much as they wanted that to be like like a, a Ronin, that's why IDW is best suited for these things because DC would have messed it up. They they also overkilled Batman Who Last. I mean they. He was in yeah. everything for like oh, yeah. three years. And, and I mean, it was a cool concept. It was a cool idea. And then it you're was, looking but... at like, oh, it's not this character. He's gone on to do this. Now we have the King of Robins. And it's like. Yeah. Way wow. overplayed, though. They just just used him in everything. And it was just like enough. And, and that's and that's basically the gist of what I'm saying, Eric. It's like if this wasn't good, if this turned out to be something that was just like this sensationalized sort of garbage schlock that they were trying to just throw at people because they like Batman or like the characters. Yeah. Buy like this. Ronan, you like the, you like we these wouldn't people. even be looking at it. Yeah, but, but it is good. So that's that's the cool thing about it. And that's why we're so excited and we're excited to bring people and listeners and all that into it. And, and I do hope that everyone's getting a chance. Everyone who's listening to this has gotten a chance to listen to the first um, three episodes that uh, that we have done on Epic Tales of the Sewers, because I actually go through and, and um, to mention the Ronin voice and all that, go through and, and do sort of like the characterizations all through the plots. So if you haven't gotten a chance to pick up the book, 
numerous places you can get it, but you can also listen to the story on the Epic Tales from the Sewers podcast. So small plug there. So (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, other, other than that, um, any final thoughts that either of you have for this on stuff we're going to see? I, I know uh, for me that Bebop Rocksteady is kind of blowing my mind right now. Interesting, interesting. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and kind of kind of spill the beans a little bit, though, but uh, for about the whole Joe's art thing, I know there's going to be 15 different issues that he has for issue five. Wow. wow wow i'm so excited to hear that for the first time ever <laughs> and um you know i know Jozar. he is Jozar is he is he's kind of like for the comic comic people comic fans especially the tmnt ronin fans too he's he's been a big huge fan about it himself he loves the story as well but also in the same sense, like he's also giving back to to the the Ronin uh, fans as well too, because he's that's planning awesome. on he's planning on giving out. Uh, there's one that's going to be a, a a 250 print limited, and he's going to be giving that one away. Nice. That's people, amazing. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. We're uh, people that actually looking at doing something similar on this mm-hmm. show uh, for last one. And so we'll uh, hopefully nail the details out for that. Yeah, but, um, not, not even, not even necessarily just with him, but like just on our own, I know I've got two different covers that I, I'm looking to give out a um, just uh, to uh, some hopefully worthy listener. So we'll, we'll see how that pans out. Yeah. Too. So hopefully Definitely, before yeah. the issue of number five is released. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might have some time for that. Yeah, yeah, you know, like like we're saying before 2022. So, but um, yeah, um, with that, I mean, this has been a pretty beefy conversation in terms of that, um, and uh, a lot is going on. I hope we see a lot more Casey Marie Jones. I hope we see what she can do, and I hope that she stacks up, and maybe we get to see her face off against Oroko Hiroto. So, mm. um, my prediction is that he is not going to last until issue five, and um, Baxter's going to bite it he's either going to bite it in issue four or issue five, but I don't think Hiroko Hiroto is the be all end all that he, he thinks he is. You think he's a red herring. He absolutely is a red herring. That's, that's my thing, you know, and um, I think it's going to end up being big boss Baxter who's going to get killed in some sort of brutal fashion. So I say, bring it on. (laughs) Hey man, whatever comes, I'm for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, just, you know, um, I had my hopes up high in a sense, I just don't want to get him shot down. I, I, I just, I don't know. It's, it's like, I feel like I'm going to go to Vegas and go gamble with this. Thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's just, that's, that's where I'm coming from right now. Cause it's like, okay, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? It's like one of those double Dutch games that you play. You just like, okay, when do I want to get in? You know, I'm, I don't know, man. It's, it's definitely going to be interesting. Like I said, they got me hooked. I'm ready to see. I mean, there's, we could go on for hours and think about all these different things that they got going on. And that's you know, the fun part. Cause we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what makes this comic so great. Yes. You know, you, it, it's such, it's told so well, but we still have no idea where it's going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and like I said, they kind of subvert where you're going with it. So that's, that's, uh, it's one of the reasons I've enjoyed it so much just because mm-hmm. all the things that I'm expecting to happen, it's been different. 
And yeah. that's very hard to do after, you know, 30, 40 years of a comic book going where it's like, they're like, Hey, we've always done it this way, but guess what? So, you know, that's cool. But, um, until next time, gentlemen, I, I want to thank you so much for joining me. Um, we'll have you on obviously the next time we do our preview for issue number five. And, um, with that, I'm, I'm going to bring this one to a close. And I want to thank you both for being here. Mr. Eric will, Mr. Scott Cromer. Thanks for, uh, being, uh, part and uh, co-hosts on the epic tales from the sewers podcast it's always a pleasure. yeah it's i appreciate it and it's it's always a pleasure to be on here i definitely definitely have fun with you guys <laughs> hi this is adam aka casey jones from casey jones livewire and you're listening to epic tales from the sewers time for a knuckle sandwich punk all right, everybody, welcome back. This is Justin, your host, with my co-host, Eric. We are welcoming today Mr. Joelzar from Joelzar's Collectibles. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming on. Um, I know you've been talking with Eric for a while, and, um, you know, uh, we, we uh, kind of just met, but um, I, I've been aware of you because you are like Mr. Variant Cover for uh, The Last Ronin. You know, you got some good stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I made the right decision. That's what happened. You know, when, when we were taking on this project, as you see, I dominated everybody. Yeah, um, without a I, doubt. <laughs> I knew that this was going to be something big. I, I felt it when I even slept on it the night that I was, you know, talking to IDW about, you know, my plans with the series. Um, I was a little afraid because the bill was looking insane you know mm -hmm. to be able to be a part of this project but i believed in it i believed in it i said you know what i'm, I'm gonna do something big i love ninja turtles um so i said th this is gonna be this is gonna change everything like this is a big part of history i said you know what i'm gonna go big on it and i locked in i think it was two issues or three for issue one right i think so uh, i i uh, think i bought I definitely bought the um, one of them from you. I did that. <laughs> I, um, to be honest with you, I've have so many that I'm even losing track how many I had because then there was a little pattern change. You know, um, I just know that I upgraded. Um, I did more on issue two, but right when I launched it back in like what April of last year, I, uh, I it was a big hit that I immediately contacted uh, IDW and I set up a big plan to do everything and to go out with a bank. Also, I like to call it going out with the bank for issue five, you know, but That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm super excited to see what comes um, just, just to see like some of the stuff that you've had. Um, my, my question for you is, did you get to pick all of these artists or was it something where you got like a pool to pick from? No. So I, messaged each and one of these artists directly whoa really yeah yeah so as as we speak today i've been working with all those artists uh directly through facebook messenger man that's, so yeah that's just that's, so crazy to me that it's like there's still this this separation between like the artist and, and the producer but I, I would call you the producer of this or the director so to speak but um it man, feels so that crazy. way I feel wow. very important. Yeah. It, yeah. I feel like I really did do this because I talked to them. We talk about concepts. I really don't talk to IDW at all other than saying, can you approve this? Is it approved? Oh, it's approved. Okay, cool. Bye. 
literally that's all <laughs> you know that's oh that's the only time i talk more to the artist than i do with them so yeah um i talk to all of them directly which is cool and they all agreed to work with me from issue one to issue five which is wow. big how much direction do you get on a project like this from the beginning did they give you an idea of what the Ronin was supposed to look like? Yeah. So they, they did, sh- uh, they gave us like a, uh, like a starter kit. I'm going to call it. <laughs> it was a PDF file. And on the PDF file, it showed you all the weapons that Ronin had, how he looks, um, you know, how the world is going to look, you know, it wasn't too much detail, but it was to at least get the, you know, the variants going. And I take it that's something that was not allowed to be leaked out at all. You know, I was never told do not leak this, but it wouldn't be a good idea to do that. Yeah, because, yeah I get that. You know, at the time, you know, especially, yeah. we're going to say they're going to think they're going to find out later that they have somebody inside leaking information out. Mm, yeah. You know, and, and of course, so, it's going to be a pool of, of uh, short, uh, smaller people. Yeah. 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 If you think of it. So. It wouldn't be be good. Um, yeah, but other than that, that's how they basically got us started. They gave us that. They didn't tell us anything who the turtle was, though, or anything like that. So a lot did, of did you have an thought, idea of who you thought it was? You know, I did. I really thought it was Michelangelo. Like who who wouldn't think that? It, us, us too. It's, it's I thought slight chance it could be Donnie, but um, I, all the odds were on Michelangelo for this. Yeah, if you think of it, for someone writing this, you want to pick the one that you just want to completely change. Yeah. You know? So I thought it was best, and I, I did think it was him. But you're right. I was thinking of Dontello out of nowhere. I would, I would get sometimes even play with myself, like, you know, confuse myself and be like, nah, but him. But no, it, it, no, wait. But, you know, and I'm, I'm glad that it went the route it was supposed to go. I, I personally think that they gave it out too soon though. Oh, from the, the first issue. I, I think they should have held it to at least issue three just to keep, you know, can you imagine how the world I'm talking about the world. Oh, I'd have been, been going invested crazy. in that. I'd have been so, going absolutely nuts. I, I, I would have, have been that. Torture. That's <laughs> yeah. torture. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I think that's what really, I think that would have probably even landed a movie deal immediately. Because we were just talking about that, like in, in mm. terms of how they should do this. We were talking about if they were to do it, they should do something similar to like the DC animated films because you're just never going to do this justice in live action. It's going to probably look like um, like Super Mario Brothers, you know, <laughs> like that, that hey. futuristic city. Oh, and it's God. Like, What's Please that? Oh, don't remind me of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it oh, just God. it just wouldn't. I don't know. I don't know mesh. that you'd be able to do it because yeah, it, it would be would. like with CGI and all that. I just don't see them doing the Ronin justice. No, if they if they would actually legit do like a you know the animated version, I mean, I mean, I liked what they like. Me and one of my friends were talking about the uh, the Spider Man stuff that they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like how they did the uh, the multiverse with that the Spidey verse. Um, you know, I like how they did it. It was kind of like somewhat like comic book style. You know, I could see it kind of going in that kind of similar way with the Ronin in, in some type of way. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I I agree with you. What, what do you Funny think? Funny that that is what I had in mind exactly. I said there has to be either time travel involved in this or, or something's going to happen with this because I, I don't think um, 
yeah, they're, you know, I don't think they're just going to leave Dontello, everyone dead. I, I don't believe that. I, I think they're, those char- all those characters are too big to just say, yep, they are really dead in this universe. You know, they're probably going to go back in time. I feel, I feel somehow they're going to just travel back in time and prevent everything. I'll be honest with you. Like if that happens, I don't care how crappy it is or anything like that. I will jump up and down cheering. I'll be like, yeah. (laughs) Same here. Raphael would not be dead. Uh, Yeah. You're just just sad that he went out with one of those weapons from the action figure. Yeah. God, man. Yeah, I know. That's so, so sad. uh, It it is a little bit, but it's also like, (laughs) in a sense, it's poetic and awesome. And that that visual that we saw with Ben Bishop's artwork of the side just like falling to the bottom of the, of the reservoir there, that's so iconic. You know, I you just know. I love it. You know, now that I have a print of that from uh, from my Bish box from uh, Ben Bishop's uh, Bish Kids Club, you know, I'm yeah. gonna be hanging that up because I love it. Yeah, I gotta find a frame for mine too. Even though I like it and hate it at the same time, yeah. it's like I have a love hate relationship with Ben Bishop. Just for the simple fact that he <laughs> is a murderer that killed my turtle. Yeah. And he killed mine too. In the same so. sense, it's like, but mine was first to go. All right. So, so speaking of that, uh, Joel's art, who is your favorite turtle? You know, it's funny that I get that asked all the time. And sometimes it's such a hard question to answer. Same goes with Power Rangers when they always oh, no lose your favorite. You know, it, it, it's always gets so difficult to me. But I think on the turtle part, I'm going to have to go with Leo. Nice. That's, that's my favorite too. Yeah. I'm going to have to go with Leo, but Eric is a Raph guy. (laughs) Yeah. You see, when I say that though, then I start thinking about Ralph. I'm just like, you know, like, but you know, I get confused, but they are. I, we asked, uh, we asked a friend, um, um, before who his favorite was. And he told me Casey Jones. And I'm like, all right, fair. Yeah. I'm like, Okay. Considering him the fifth turtle, that's fine, you know. So was that Rob? That's funny. <laughs> it may have, it may have been to be the. He's a big Raph guy too, but yeah, it, yeah, he well, loves Casey. He does love Casey, so yeah. Um, and and that that's the thing too. Like now we're starting to see covers with like Casey Marie Jones coming out too, which is like a whole different avenue. And and some of these are just like like amazing. I'm. You know, I'm I'm hoping that we see something with her afterwards where we get some sort of pickup where she's going to get her own series or some some sort of thing like that. Do you have uh, any any thoughts on that, like any sort of like secondary Leronin series that uh, you might be looking for? You know, I do believe there's going to be another. I don't think it's going to wrap up at issue five. There's just no way. Um, I think maybe that's why they're delaying these issues so much. I, I really think that they're cooking something else up too, just so once it wraps, probably a month later, a week later, they'll just announce issue two, you oh, know, or cool. another series. I don't think they're just gonna let let it go like that. There's just no way. I think I, you know, IDW was in trouble, um, like you know, not too long ago, financial, uh, finance wise. So I really think this is gonna help them get back to the top. You know, I agree. So I, mean, I, I think all, all comics were in trouble last year, you know, and just with with like comics stopped in May, you know, it, it, obviously, you know this, but it's like they stopped. And then they didn't pick up again for, you know, a couple months. And then it's June and it's like, OK, we can go get comics again because, you know, it's quarantine. So you, they don't want you going out to get them. They're not going to produce them and all that. So, you know, 
we're looking forward to all this stuff. Some stuff was coming out digital, but it's like I could see companies like IDW having trouble before. And I know they diversify and that they do the board games for the IDW games and all that. That mm-hmm. was huge last year, too, because with everybody being home, that was another kind of resurgence where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, role playing games, tabletop games and all that. People are doing that because they still want to get together and be social and all that. But they're doing it, you know, via Zoom or, you know, Skype or something along those lines. So, yeah. And I mean, IDW owns all the hot properties, like um, with the exception of like Power Rangers and, and none of the, like the Marvel or DC. But it's like they have My Little Pony, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Rom the Space Knight, Mask. Remember Mask, like Matt Tracker and Matt, you know, like like all of those. And then it's like, you know, you can go through the list and like there's like six or seven things that you remember probably from childhood. And you're like, holy crap, they have that. Yeah. Back to the Future at a comic book. Yeah. And it was pretty good. Um, I think yeah. they, do, they do Rick and Morty, you know, so it's like they they own like all of these properties and it's and it's um, like d and I think was there, too. But it's like they have really good stuff. So I'm I'm glad that Turtles is kind of like pulling them up by their bootstraps and getting them back out there. Um, yeah. I had heard that some of the other ones are ending, like My Little Pony was finally coming to an end. So that's I don't, I don't really read it. So I, I don't know how to comment much on it, but I hear it sells, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> yeah no yeah so yeah no yeah let's uh let's see what happens with them or what their plans are i i am excited though i'm really excited for the future for the turtles i don't think it's ever been this i don't think it's been this pumping for years oh yeah you definitely know? not like so, maybe yeah. 1991 when the movie came out or something <laughs> if you think of it it's been forever since I, you know, got this interested in, you know, turtles that I put turtles over anything right now, you know? So, Oh, if anybody gets it, we get it. <laughs> Very yeah. much so. So like, I, I believe there's going to be some cool um, later. Let's just see. Let's, let's see. It just, it's, it, I have always said time is everything. I know they're up to something and they're going to surprise us all. Yeah, I, that's the whole thing is like I I, uh, I told Justin and Scott uh, on, uh, you know, earlier throughout the episode is like I actually seen a thing on Games Radar where they were actually talking about um, possibly making uh, a prequel as well as a sequel to the Ronin, you know, to kind of fill in because obviously there's, you know, this big 10 year gap in between, you know, stuff going on in the story. And, you know, I feel that I feel that they're going to be doing a lot of, you know, prequels and sequels to to this as well. You know, so I mean, it's it's like definitely going to be interesting. Cash cow, right? Yeah, I mean, they're going to they're going to milk it, but I don't know if you know, like, okay, so the last Ronin, this is one of the last things that, well, I mean, not necessarily the last things that Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman worked on, but this is like something true to. Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman. As everybody knows, Peter Laird is no longer doing any stuff. Yeah, he so, was doing pottery. Yeah. But, yeah, but, you know. yeah, but I'm just saying he's not doing anything <laughs> that's turtle wise. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's kind of took a back seat to all this. He's you know, he's not doing Comic Cons or doing any signatures or anything like that. And you know, this is kind of like one of the true things that he had he played a big part in and i think this is what's making it so big along with everybody that is working on this as well too so 
Yeah, there's there's legitimacy behind it because of that, because it's mm-hmm. it's Peter, which is, is kind of funny because this IDW series. Right. And now we're on um, issue, I think, 118 or 119. This is the best series that has ever been out. Like and I mean, even to like go back to the Mirage stuff and all that, this series has now gone on longer than any of the previous series back from when it started back from like the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventure series ended at, at uh, 72. And then then we had like a, a mock uh, version that came out on that on a Kickstarter and all that just to kind of end that. But anytime there's been a turtle series, it's never gone this long. So they've told the story that they want and they've got Tom Waltz scripting all this stuff. And he is so in tune with this universe. Like his voice is, is like the voice of splinter. And it's like, it's been so good. I just, I, I love his stuff, but you're, you're right. Having Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman with Tom Waltz doing the, the actual like scripting for it because he understands the voices of the guys in April and Casey and all that, you know, it's, it's just kismet. It's, it's amazing. Even, even if there's stuff you don't like in it, it's still just really, really good. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, they got a well-oiled machine. I mean, <laughs> they're going to, they're going to keep it going. They're going to keep it, you know, keep giving it the oil and the fuel that it needs. I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, like, like Joe's said, I mean, I mean, it's, it's he He had this feeling he decided to roll the dice on this. That's awesome. On this series. And I mean, look at it. I mean, you know, I know the decision I've ever made ever. (laughs) Exactly. You think about it too. And it's like, what, what are you up against? It's like, Oh, I'll either do this or maybe I'll sponsor like a a variant cover for uh, dark Knights death metal. Yeah. Well, time has told us, you know, it's like, (laughs) yeah, no. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm glad though. At the end of the day, I probably made the most, uh, well, I did. I did the most variance for last run in and I hope it's a wrap from there. They change maybe the title and they don't go to issue six and they really take it, retitle it or something because, you know, in 20 years, I really want to go back and say, Hey, I had the most variance, <laughs> you know, Oh yeah. I, I want to go back and look at that because that's insane. I, I don't even believe it sometimes, you know, it, it doesn't sound feel real, you know, yeah, do you, do you remember how many how many that you have for issue three and four? Yeah, I think I had maybe five, then four, right? For five, yeah, for you had three. you had um you had four for issue, you had five for issue three, and then you had uh four for issue four. Uh, okay. Because you remember, I remember you having a bundle of four you can get, and then. That was the whole thing. It was like he sold out of, I think what is, I think I want to say it was PJ's because it was 250, right? PJ's is always 250 limited. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had, you know, your Alan Quay, um, the Kale, or is Kale that sold out first? I don't know. I can't remember. Kale's usually sells out the quickest. Out of everything yeah. I do, he's the one you want to immediately grab because he yeah. his goes quick. Um, yeah. Everyone else, I mean, you know, last run and four, for some reason, kind of slowed down a little. As you notice, I didn't get any crazy sellouts other than the Cal. Um, so, so, yeah, but I, the reason with issue three, I ended up getting the fifth variant is because the Delato one sold out quick. And that one was... For me to bring in the lotto, you guys have no idea. I, I don't I even know how I would have a conversation with, with him. 
you know, <laughs> it was like, uh, uh, uh. hard. <laughs> yeah, I was fetching him. He was supposed to be issue one. And look where he went, where he landed. Wow. I was fetching him and fetching him and not leaving him alone, bugging him and just bugging him. And, but, you know, I literally said, hey, I'm going to buy the original art. I'm going to do this. And I, I have the original art, just so you guys know. Wow. I bought the original mm-hmm. art. I, I said, man, do this. And then, you know, he finally looked into it and he was in, actually excited to do it. He loved the whole idea. He wasn't even he wasn't even aware of it. You know, well, I mean, um, he's, he's just doing so much stuff for D.C. right now. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, they, they have him on like a title a month has, as one, you know? So he's just, I, I imagine it's like, I, I haven't seen him not have a title, you know, on the, on the shelf, you know, every single Wednesday in 10 years, you know, he's always got something out there. And even if it's a reprint, he's like, like, he's like a, a Jim Lee or, or an Alex Ross at this point. Yeah, no. Yeah, he is. And, and for him to finally accept it and, and do it, I knew I was going to break the internet with him on board. Yeah. So I sold out immediately. <laughs> and that's where the fifth variant came out because I, I knew people were going to want it. So I said, you know what? I, I know he's a big superstar. He's super worldwide. I said, I'm just going to do a second print, basically, which really wasn't a second print because they all got printed at the same time. But I added a trade version later. Um, so it was not even planned. Not you. Let me tell you, it happened so quick that it didn't even make sense. I think it's even a lower print, right, or the same print as the Virgin. Oh, that's cool. It's the same. I think it's. I think yeah. it's the same print because I got because I actually I was like, actually the I think the the Virgin was uh, less print because it was actually it was actually more than the trade. And but okay. I got. I mean, obviously, I got Virgin and uh, and the trade. I mean, I I had to. I had one. I had to get the other. So yeah, he was super yeah. excited about that too. <laughs> <laughs> had to do that for people who couldn't grab it and i felt like you know what let me just you know get this one out just because i know people are going to really want it. it's delato so i said let me go ahead and do this um and yeah that's how we got the fifth one all random i'm telling you the, the 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 numbers are so off that i can't even remember sometimes so it was probably three variants then um yeah it was three variants then it was four then five now four and then Five is going to be crazy. Now, do, I, you, do you get the rights to do prints if you wanted to of the covers? You know, I mean, I've never went into full discussion with IDW. I was going to one time do a print and I think they had approved it, but then COVID literally just happened. Oh, yeah. So they never got back to me. I think they just told me that if I do the print to make sure I print the IDW logo on there. That's cool. Because I was just thinking even like like Del Otto, if he's like at a um, at a con or something like that, you know, he could have your cover there. You know, that's <laughs> like, insane. You know? Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, I think artists or I mean, artists or retailers, I don't know, from what I know or I've heard or seen, not officially through the publishers, you're allowed to sell prints only at shows. You can't, so I can't do a print, upload it on Facebook, and tell everyone to buy it. Um, I could be completely wrong though, but that is what I heard and seen some other artists say. And yeah, that's good because we, we were wondering about that, you know, because mm-hmm. I think um, the first print that's finally come out of this is uh, the Kevin Eastman fan club has one and uh, they, they have it up in their members only store. 
And I just, I haven't seen anything. And granted, the cons haven't really started up in my area. I'm in the Chicago area, and we, we're going to have a couple in October, and then um, the big one will be C2E2 in December. But I haven't seen anything at, like, all these uh, East Coast, and, and um, there's some in Michigan and all that. Nobody's got anything. So I was just kind of curious in how that worked. Yeah, I actually, I think, don't quote me on it, but I thought I heard about an Aaron Bartling one rent i think i i'm pretty sure I've, i'm about 99.9 percent sure that i actually seen a uh aaron bartling first issue print i've seen a bootleg of it and um i tried to buy it for 149 dollars but no um yeah that's that's yeah. it that's that's all i've seen like just something like that like someone trying to rip you off okay. thinking that you're getting the comic so, yeah wow wow that's crazy that just you, you got to be careful, you know, it's you got to read like if you're on eBay or yeah. something like that and you're thinking you're getting this great deal. It's like, oh, wow, I get this cover. And this was like before issue two came out and I'm looking, I'm like, oh, cool, because it's a great cover. Then, no, it's it's a print. It's, a you know, 11 by 26 or something. It's like, oh, OK, yeah, someone someone got creative with their printer and all that. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't even try to because I, I know with the whole line line breakers was there was like a big issue between him and Aaron Bartland. You know, I'm not trying to get in. I don't know what all that details, but I'm surprised those are I'm surprised you didn't go after and uh, try to get him too. because I mean, so let me it, tell you something. I actually did go after him. Oh, I did. But somebody I, I, I even have them. I'm glad he even responded. I messaged him and he said, hey, you know, someone already locked me in. I said, okay, I I couldn't bring him into issue. I think by the time I reached out to him, I had already finalized issue three. So my only choice was four and five. And when Mm -hmm. I brought him on board, because you got to see how the delay, although you guys saw delay in issues, we've already had art done a long time ago, Mm -hmm. half the time, you know? So like issue five, I already had some art completely done like two months ago. Oh, wow. So yeah, so what I'm trying to get to you is, by the the only schedule I was able to fit him into was four and five, and and I think I'm I'm gonna say it this way: uh, sad, was it sad lemon, or yellow lemon, yellow snow, yellow snow comics or something like that? They had they actually got him. I don't even know. I'm supposed to be saying this, but for issue four or five, but he told me so. It's not like, I mean, the artist told me directly. So, <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah. I know for a fact that yellow lemon doesn't listen. So. Yellow lemon. Yeah. If it's yellow lemon or yellow snow or something, um, he, uh, he got him. So they beat me on that and, you know, congrats to them because I, I would have loved to work with him maybe next time though. You know, he knows that we, we can put out a lineup. So he knows that we're serious if that ever comes, you know, to happen later. He is on my list though. And I got a couple numbers already, so I can just text immediately and boom, or even call. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and, and after this i mean imagine like the street cred for something like this too would be like oh that was your cover no kidding you know and they get how did you get him and you're like ah, i got my ways you know and then you can you can kind of go and and uh now you can be like yeah my next cover is by jim lee what you know? yeah you know <laughs> it's funny you say that because um i, I don't know if i'm gonna go ahead and say it because you just said Jim Lee, and I, I feel like this person's on their level or close to their level or was on their level, but I got Rob Liefeld on board. What? Yeah. Oh, my I got God. Rob Liefeld on board. I know. Listen, oh this is mind-blowing to me. This is mind-blowing to me. And, I, yeah, you guys are 
whoever hears this or anything, they're going to want to hear this, you know? Um, yeah. You know, let me tell you something. I did not think he was going to respond to me. I, I did not think I said, you know what? I'm not even going to message him. Then I said, you know what? Hold on. I'm going to leave a comment. I said, Hey, check your DM. And then I sent him in a message on Instagram and surprisingly <laughs> he responded. I'm like, Damn. no way. I said, wait, now he has to believe me though. He has to believe me. I said, Oh, Hey Rob, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of your work. Of course, you know, who isn't a fan of Deadpool. Um, I said, Hey, would you do this for me? And he said, he'd love to, I couldn't believe it. I was like, no way. Dude, I has got a bad rap. Um, I met him two years ago. Yesterday actually was the anniversary. I saw it on Facebook. I met him two years ago at Wizard World. Nicest guy. Like to the, to the point, I bring up this book and it's a Wolverine saga book. And the, the cool thing about this is he drew this awesome dynamic Wolverine who's like jumping with his claws like this, like, and he's jumping and it's just, it's a hairy Wolverine with no mask and all that. And I, and you know, I, I spent like 40 bucks to get like him to sign like X factor or no X force number one. And I, and I said to him, I'm like, Hey, I just want to show you this. I don't know if you've seen this in a while. He takes it from me. He's like, Oh my God, I remember this. I'm like, yeah, that was like my favorite Wolverine picture, like forever. It's just so awesome. He goes, Oh dude. Awesome. And he just like, thanks for showing me this signs it for me and just hands it over. He says, thank you so much for coming down and, you know, just being nice and all that. I'm like, what a nice guy. And I know he gets in trouble and stuff like that for spouting off on like social media and all that. But I got to tell you, he loves his fans and he is all about his fans. And he was so nice to everybody that came to that table. I could not say nicer things about Rob Liefeld. You know, I, I the first time I met him was in Seattle back in like I, I even have a picture with him. I, I probably need to post that. You know, I'm going to post that. As a matter of fact, I'm going to post uh, two pictures, one with him and I'll, I'll share with who else right now. But um. Yeah, I had the, a really great experience when I ever met him back in Seattle. Um, great experience. I had him sign a, you know, you guys are probably going to know which one I'm talking about, but I think it was funny. It was X-Force issue one, but of course. the one where they're all wearing the white suit. It's a, it's a pretty rare cover, too. It's a, they're all wearing a white suit. Wolverine's on it. Deadpool. Um, I forgot who others. Oh, it, I it's, don't, it's a, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's, it's X-Force, right? If I'm correct or uncanny X-Force number one. Um, I, if, if I'm thinking of the right one, I'm thinking it's, it's like the second series number one. Yes. Uh-huh. And so. that one's a rare one. It's, I think it's like a one in 50, I think, but it's rare. It's worth a lot. And I took him that to sign. He signed it for me. I was excited. I said, yes. And Stan Lee was there. I actually took a, spe- a picture with Stan Lee that same day. Wow. I, um, I, I took him to get that signed. Then I took it to Stan Lee to get it signed. And I was excited. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, my experience with him was, was, was fun. And I never thought, I think, six years later, I was ever going to work with him, like, directly. So that was big for me. Um, it was really cool to, for him to respond to me, to talk to me. You know, um, it, it was, it, it's a dream come true, basically. You know, I got to work with him. The funniest part is I have a picture with him that I'll, I'll make a post whenever I show that. And, you know, to, you know, say how happy I am to work with him. The, the next one, I mean, I don't know if I should give this out already. Do you guys want to hear who, who the next one I'm talking about? Is? I, I totally do. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> look, look, if you want to, if you want to spill the beans, yeah. we're more than you happy know, to. I mean, we're all about it. I mean, but it's, it's totally up to you, brother. No, no pressure. No, nothing is, it's, it's up you know to you. What? It's your thing. You, you want to tell what? people since, your since, website first, just where they could go. So they'll, they'll have to listen to this part. <laughs> Yeah. So, 
it's joelsarcollectibles.com. That's where we're going to be launching all this on, joelsarcollectibles.com. And I think we're going to start launching and revealing all this probably the end of September, early nice. October. It just really depends. I've always liked to launch them right after issue four comes out, you know? So it feels a little better than saying, hey, you know, issue four is not even out. What's going on, you know? <laughs> so around that time, but jewelsarecollectibles.com. Th- this next artist, uh, he's been my favorite artist forever, forever, forever. Again, I met him. I think I met him in Las Vegas for the first time ever. And his name is Jason Fabak. Fabok. Is it Fabok? Jason Fabok. I am so impressed because, yeah. I mean, he couldn't have done this last year when he was doing Three Jokers because he did the entire story, the entire run of Three Jokers all together. Damn, that's amazing. <laughs> Having him on board was insane for me. Like, again, I, I reached, you know, I got him on a project with DC. So I'm so glad everything happened the way it did, which was Legends of the Dark Knight issue one. This was back in April, I think. Um, let me tell you how this happened. But I, I messaged DC saying, hey, I want to work with Jason Fabok. You know, what are the chances of me getting that? Then they got back to me like two days later saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants to work with you. Um, he does have like, you know, um, an agreement. So I'm not going to go off the agreement without me and him had. But he's, they said, here's his email. I'm like, oh, OK. So he's already expecting me. So I used that as an opportunity to get him on board too. When I had his email, we had talked, we emailed back and forward. Then I said, Hey, how would you like to be in last run? And he, you know, with the deadline of, you know, four or five months, basically I said, would you take it? And he said, yes. And I, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow. I have, again, I have a picture with him. I actually even emailed it. So I'm like, look, just so you see how, you know, this is the same book, this same book you signed for me. I still have it you know, in my collection. And um, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to have them on board. Uh, so these two big superstars, I'm, I, I'm, I'm blown away that they're a part of this. And I, I'm pretty sure everyone's going to freak out when they see, I basically, yeah, n- no one will see this coming. Nobody will, you know, well, now they are, but <laughs> I, I, I no. was thinking like <laughs> if anybody was a fan of, you know, Ninja Turtles kind of in in the 90s era, like like we all were like growing up, you know, we we knew we knew image comics because yeah. you, you had all those guys that that had left, uh, you know, Marvel and went off to go do their own thing. And at one point, the turtles went to image. But the cool thing is now with hearing about this with Rob Liefeld, I just saw something the other day. It was a flaming carrot meets the Ninja Turtles issue that had cover art by Todd McFarlane. You had Jim Lee, who did an entire uh, run of action figures for the Ninja Turtles and numerous covers and all that. Eric Larson had Savage Dragon with the Ninja Turtles. So, I mean, pretty much the who's who of image now has touched the turtles. That's that's crazy. Yeah. And you're part of that, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm excited because uh, Rob Liefeld has never done a Ninja Turtle cover and Jason Fabok haven't. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Jason Fabok hasn't either. So if you really think of it, I, I really set a big record with this project and I'm so excited that they're, you know, basically heroes, you know, Deadpool. And then you're talking about, I mean, in my opinion, the best Batman artists in the world, you know, to, to have them on board is big for me. I couldn't even, I don't know I couldn't believe it. right now for Batman. I, I really couldn't tell you, I mean, maybe Greg Capolo, but I mean, <laughs> Maybe, but I mean, Fabok is, he did the entire friggin' three jokers by himself, soup to nuts, yeah. detail 
everywhere throughout this book. It is such an intense book. And, and I said last year, and I'm on record saying this, the two best books that came out in uh, 2020 were Last Ronin number one and The Three Jokers. So that's, I'm, you could listen to the old podcast because I said that. So I'm so uh-huh. excited that you got that. That's fantastic. That I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited just as you are. Um, I, I, I didn't even know that that's, that's crazy. Last run in. And yeah. I haven't even read the three jokes. Wait, is that the three jokes or the three jokes? Uh, three jokers. Yep. Okay. The three, I have not read it, but I, it's on my list. Oh, I just haven't had. There's a collected edition. That's amazing. It's uh, it's got all three of the issues in it and it comes with like, um, I want to say like a lithograph or something like that of the variant covers. Cause there was, Ooh. there was a whole bunch of variant covers for this one that, that he did. And um, our, it's, it's funny. My, my expert on this would be Scott, who is the other guy that, that hosts this with us. Um, he is like the biggest Joker fan ever. So he could tell you about the 125, the 112 and the, and the one two fifties that he has and all that. So it's like, he's Oh, and I got this one great. And all. he could tell you all that stuff. But um, I, I could tell you that the story, I thought it was fantastic. And um, the artwork specifically lent itself so well to that book that um, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm tickled right now to see what he's going to do for Ronan. It's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm this close. on buying the original art. It's mind blowing. I, I think once you see that, once you see the art, I personally think he's done the best turtle I've seen. And I'm not just trying to say that because, you know, he's already, you know, my favorite artist, you know, but I, I think he's really done the best turtle. It, it blew me away when I saw this. I, I couldn't believe it. You know, I had to look at it like a hundred times for me to make up my decision. Cause you know, details, uh, he's so good with details and he, he actually did this whole concept on his own. Um, I said, let's do this. What do you want me to do? I said, do anything. Having you on board is just what matters. I'll take anything from you. And he, when he delivered, I said, Whoa, you know, he, he blew me away. He blew me away. That's so exciting to hear. You know, obviously Eric is uh, dumbfounded. He's <laughs> because uh, I'm just like, I mean, I would be honest with you, man. I mean, you know, like like I said, me and me and Joe's are talk, and you know, I'm not I'm not spilling any beans or anything, but I mean, it's it's he's he's got some names, man. He, I mean, I mean, Del Auto. I mean, come on now. Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, he he uh, comes up like like once a week on on my uh, on my Batman show. So you know, it's, it's like, I mean, just once a week. It's like, hey, do you guys remember when he did that thing with Azarello? Yeah, you know, it's like. <laughs> I mean, which it, time? It's, just, it's crazy. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to uh, seeing uh, some of these covers, especially these guys that never did any any turtle work. So it's it's definitely going to be interesting. And it's, I, like you said, you know, I mean, some first time artists and that are going to be doing this is, it's going to be, it's going to be nice. It's going to be nice yeah, to see know, their, their take. I, I think my, well, except one of them, I think someone else that I have on board, you have, I don't think he's ever done a turtles cover. I need a triple check on that, but I think I did some research. I didn't see one thing. And again, he delivered a turtle that just looks amazing. And I'm, I'm just blown away with everyone we brought on board because um, not only are you going to get another variant, we're going to say it like that, but you're going to get something you've never seen ever. Yeah. And, and that would, to me was going to be the most important part, not to just give you, Hey, Joel's always got another variant. No, 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 no. It's, 
it's, we're not, you know, something bigger than that. We're just going to say that, you know, something you've never seen. And I really wanted to deliver that, especially for such, I think, in my opinion, one of the biggest series, you know, for turtles that, you know, that has happened in such a long in the, and over a decade. I just want to say that maybe, you know, I a hundred percent agree. I mean, it's, I mean, uh, it's like I told Justin, you know, I really, I really never read a whole lot of comics or anything like that, but this Ronin for some reason, I just, I had to. And ever since then, now I'm hooked. Now I got to go back and start reading some other stuff. You know, I mean, it's just, it's so well-written. The art is beautiful in it. I mean, it's just, I mean, they got so many people working on that thing, but it's just such a well-oiled machine. And it's just, it's got me hooked. I mean, I'll read it three or four times in the same day when I get it. Just because oh, yeah. it is, yeah. it's, it's I, just I rarely reread good. a comic too like that. Like, so I'm with you about three, four times. Yeah. <sighs> I am. Um, I was, I was curious about something. Um, did you ever give a thought to going back to some of the original Mirage artists or any of like the, like the Ninja Turtles adventure artists or any of those guys to try to get a cover out of them? Or did you want to keep everything current with uh, people that you're a fan of? You know, in this business, I feel like that's, you need to stay a little up to date. Um, as cool as that would be, I feel like I would want to deliver something a little different. I mean, then again, I mean, as of today, my views in this business is so different than it was last year. I used to just want to deliver what I liked, which I think was wrong because I had to think about everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, I I was just thinking about myself and then I was just like, you know what? I, I need to really you know, step it up, change it a little. So this year you saw me work with so many artists as in the beginning of my business times, I was only working with Diego Galindo. Is it Diego Galindo? Um, that's all I was working with, all I was working with. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I might just go ahead and do that. Now that you mentioned it, if that's people, something people want to see, I'm probably even going to start a little post to see who, you know, who do you want to see on my next Ninja Turtle cover? You know? you know what we could we could always put that up for you in the Epic Shells Facebook group because you, you've got like um, a, a good or actually, Erica, aren't you a member of the uh, the last Ronin group, too? There's like 15,000 people in that one. So you, you could always do the uh, the mining for you and see. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, mean, I might do that. I might do that one day. You know, I've, I've been wanting to do something like that and have a vote. And, uh, you know, out of the vote out of the five artists or something like that, I'll pick one person to work with me directly with the artist so they can get a feel. Oh, wow. It, it, yeah. So we can work on concepts together. I've been wanting to do something like that. I've, I've actually been thinking about it, but I just haven't put up a little game plan with it. You know, Eric has been doing so well, helping me manage uh, the group. I'm such a busy person. So sometimes believe it or not, I zoom out. And I get busy with my other businesses. I got so many things right now. I got into publishing. So I'm writing, I'm creating, I'm thinking, I'm running other businesses on top of all that life, you know? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So sometimes I zoom out a little. So I might talk to Eric to see what he, you know, what we can do so we can get something like that going and do like maybe 
a voting slash contest or something like that and and then select somebody out of the group to work you know us three with the concept and work with the artist so they get a feel with it because when I do this I feel really good about myself and it's those things that I would love to you know give a fan one day an opportunity to work with an artist they like and with me and they create something yeah it's, it's a different feeling such a great it's, idea yeah, yeah that, that that would be amazing I mean I mean just to, I mean even you know me just being a part of it would be just just that's that's awesome like I would love to help somebody else's you know we're all turtle fans and I'm a Justin knows he's kind of somewhat seen my little turtle show of a room. It's pretty um, awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, um, you know, that's the thing, man. Like, I'm my wife supports my habit on craziness. Oh, uh, but to get another turtle fan, and there's so many turtle fans out there. I mean, just dedicated turtle fans out there that would love that just to even have that opportunity to be able to work with, you know one of the OG artists is that'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Maybe we can do that. We'll plan for that next year. I know this year we're already basically full of projects and wrapped up already, you know? So yeah, maybe next year we can do that or we could plan for something like that and start out the year with the big bang, you know, maybe we'll do something like that for new year's and just, you know, get people's, you know, years started back, you know, that's awesome. Um, so we, we had talked about this a little bit too, but um, speaking of giving back, um, we here at uh, Epic Tales from the Sewers, uh, we're looking at giving back to our listeners too. Um, we were going to um, work on a giveaway and we were going to do something with, uh, we're kind of, um, we have just something and um, I'm talking about that with my, uh, my network here, the Dorkening. And for this episode, I'm going to have probably something along the lines of a code word. And that code word is going to be put into the episode and I'm going to put it in separately. So that way I can take it out after someone's won. Um, but it's going to be a circumstance where we're going to have somebody um, say, okay, this is the code word and they'll email in. And um, based on that, they'll get a chance to win a, um, a variant issue of the last Ronin. And um, I personally have two set aside for this. So um, hopefully anyone who's listening, who has enjoyed all this episode can maybe also find out what that code word is by listening and, uh, you know, go in and, uh, and, and get something out of the giveaway from here. Yeah. You know, um, one of the giveaways that I would even like to do for your channel or your podcast um, last run in five, we're going to be giving away the free issue that you can't purchase. Um, I don't know. Then? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what, when, when I came up with this plan, I said, and I had to think about it because I said, I want to give one away, but I want to give it away to my real loyal customers, you know, because anyone can give something away and everyone will go and get it. Like, you know, if you give a burger away at McDonald's, everyone's going to line up to get it, you know? Mm -hmm. So my biggest goal was how am I going to give this away and, you know, make sure my loyal customers get it. I said, I started doing a lot of digging into my files and into my purchase histories for, you know, the past three years. And I had a lot of people that would purchase over 15 items already. I said, you know what? It makes it fair. I mean, you, you're, you know, you're really supporting me, you know, and my projects, if you have already bought over 15 items, you know, and, and, you know, we've been in business for about three years already. So I said, okay, so it's not like I'm pressuring people three years. That's how many months, you know, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, 15 items. If you've been buying once a month, 
you know, you had to do that within those three years easily. And I have a lot of people that did that, which I did. I think I had about, I want to say about 73 people. And, and to me, it's, it's never been about the numbers or the followers. I've always said having, again, 70 something or 50 or hundred people that are just loyal or really like your stuff. Um, that's what really counts. I said, you know, so I'm going to go off 15 items. Whoever purchased 15 items from my website from, you know, anytime you'll get it for free and I'm not going to put it up for sale. So you cannot purchase this variant wow. on my website ever. I will never, no one will probably, I mean, if you ever see it on someone's Facebook or anything, it's that person who got it for free flipping it or doing whatever they want to do, which again, they're entitled to do what they want with their item, but I'm not, I'm not going to ever sell it. So it's going to be strictly free. And if no one has ever purchased 15 items on my website, I mean, you don't have to, you can go down the road, but you know, it's then again, it's while supplies last, Yeah, you know, Damn, That's well, a, I'll tell you one thing. I wouldn't be flipping it. I'd be keeping it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won't be selling it. I won't be selling it. So, and you know, I kept my word. I, I did this already. I think last year. So I did this last year when, what it, yeah it was last year no you know what it was bef- it was yeah it was last year because power morphicon was online now that i think of it it for the pandemic so when the power rangers and teenage mutant ninja turtles issue four or the crossover happened i did a version that if you bought all my scott wade variants you got it for free and i was never you know you never purchased it on my website and i kept it like that up to today, you were never able to purchase it. So I, it's been over a year and I stood strong with that, you know? Wow. So, yeah. So I never sold it. It's never been on my website. I never had it on my eBay page. So people, you know, I kept my word to it and I gave it away and people were really, you know, excited about that. So I'm excited to do this again. And with the Ninja Turtle cover, basically again, that was probably big for me. I didn't think that was going to happen again anytime soon. Well, I mean, that's, (laughs) <laughs> That's awesome that you're giving back to the turtle community. I mean, uh, and you know, it's to me, it means a lot. I mean, it's it's really nice. You don't hear, I'm not going to lie, you're not going to hear any any of your other competition uh, saying, "Hey, you buy this many, you bought this many stuff from my my comic store." That hey, you know, we're going to hook you up with one of these free Ronins. You know, you don't hear that. You don't hear that often. And that's the thing about you, Jozar, is that you're very like you're you're not just a businessman but you're also a fan and yeah you know what i'm saying like you're 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 one of you're not like i say you're not just a businessman you're one of us so i mean you're <laughs> into it as much as we are you know he is clearly more into it than we are which is I, I mean yeah he's into it a little more deeper than we are yeah, I mean, yeah wow. with the artists and stuff but it's it's more like you know he's i mean the way that like you know me and justin feel about the ronin and like you're just as you know into it as as we are you know and but you're also want to do something for the ronin fans i mean i mean that's that's a huge thing and you know hats off to you on that man like i i thank you i've always had respect for you but it builds more and more you know i mean the stuff that you do for your for your for your uh, customers, customers, I should say. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, 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 th- I'm thinking food wise. I'm thinking guests. You <laughs> yeah, know? <laughs> you know, the food, co- the food business. So, well, you said but, you could yeah. do what you want with it, so you could eat the comic. So, <laughs> I mean, if you're hungry enough, I mean, do whatever <laughs> well, you don't do. That. do. 
<laughs> no. This podcast is some not, cheese uh, and pepperoni. Yeah, we do not uh, advocate uh, doing it. <laughs> but um, before we get going and all that, I got to ask, because I ask everybody this, uh, Jules, are, what's your favorite topping on pizza? What, what's your best pizza? Like, if you get to order, what do you pick? So, so you know what? This is going to sound interesting. But there's a, I don't know if it's world, uh, you know, a corporation all over the U.S., but I don't know if anyone has heard of John's Incredible Pizza. No. But on, at John's Incredible Pizza, they serve a peanut butter pizza. That's amazing. Really? It's amazing. Mm. It's called, actually, it's called spicy peanut butter pizza. Okay. It's amazing. When it's usually, usually when I go there, that's all I eat. It's a buffet. It's like a pizza buffet and then like a little like arcade usually out of like the 20 pizzas you can pick from or maybe about 15 i'm exaggerating but still over the 15 (laughs) i only get spicy peanut butter and it's amazing so i'm gonna go with spicy peanut butter you know i like surprised me several times today (laughs) you know i'm gonna try to find an image and and maybe send it to you guys just because are you sure you're not actually a ninja turtle you know and it, it trips everybody out i I just had a family that came out from out of state and when i was like man it's peanut butter pizza my favorite everyone always looks at me funky and like wait what i'm totally like yeah that. it's so good it's so good it, you it, said it that has a john's amazing is what it's called john's incredible pizza incredible okay yeah mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to look that up maybe that'll be the recipe i throw in the issue or in the episode here you, you know what? Add bacon add bacon do that do that you know what do that <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure i'm gonna have to look up a recipe now to myself uh, do that because um it's uncommon and we'll call that joel's ours spicy pizza nice spicy okay. peanut butter pizza. all right <laughs> spicy, spicy peanut butter peanut. pizza all right, yeah, cool. spicy yeah. peanut butter pizza. I can't wait but to you, tell you. Julian gotta about this. You gotta add bacon. You gotta add bacon. Sorry, I'm a bacon I'm fanatic. A... I love bacon. Bacon good makes everything better. You know what? Bacon's it, good. It might even do something. You know, believe it or not, because you know I've tasted it. It might spark something different into it. Yeah, why not? I wouldn't mind. I, I, I love to taste random new things all the time. Every time I see something so random. I will taste it even if it did, you know, if it throws you off like that spicy peanut butter pizza. So yeah. <laughs> that that's very Bacon. Mike, that's very Michelangelo of you. So <laughs> you're kind of <laughs> throw some spice. Fun. Yes, throw some bacon on there. <laughs> um, with that, I want to thank you again for being an, an amazing guest. Um, I may have to have you come back just to talk about the Power Rangers and the Turtles crossover. So hopefully we can get you back for another episode, if that would be all right. So, of course, um, I would love to be back on your show. We can't. Right. We didn't even talk about Power Ninja Tunes. We, we didn't that's even. Fine. We didn't even get to. We got that. a lot to talk about. We got a lot exactly. to talk about. Yeah. Um, but um, we are uh, running a bit long, so I just want to make sure everybody um, you can check out. It, it is uh, JoelsArCollectibles.com. Yes. Okay. Excellent. And as you heard it here, he's the man with the most Ronin covers. So it, it's. And I mean, with the names that we just dropped in this episode, if that doesn't make you want to get out there and go to there. And then on top of that, to order 15 things in the past three years from it to get this cover that you cannot buy. I don't know what to tell you. So <laughs> but, I mean, um, we, we, we can maybe reserve one for you. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you also got to think, too. You know, he also got those power tunes. You order one of those power tunes, you get early access as well. So, oh, I good mean, point. That's something that you know, for somebody else to look out for, too. 
Yes, you know, I'm going to make even an announcement on that. But yeah, if you ordered Power Ninja Tunes, you're going to get first access to issue five. And there's a little bonus included on there. I'm probably not just going to say it because some people are going to say, nah, I'm not going to buy it. And then when you didn't buy it, you're going to be like, dang, I should have bought it. <laughs> but there's a little bonus involved in there. So if you haven't bought Power Ninja Tunes, buy it. It's in my link on uh, Instagram. I think it's like bigcartel.joelsarentertainment. Um, not not that hard to find, right, Eric? Yeah, I'm pretty sure no, if you no. Google it, even it'll well, show I mean, up. They, post, they, um, they, we'll post a link to it when yeah, I post. Yeah, I, I can post a link on Epic Shows. I can post a link on uh, a couple of the other Last Ronin sites if need be. I mean, it's not a problem. Um, once you start, once you post something there, and I, I can just take the link and run with it for you, and uh, I'll you you put it on yours, and I'll take care of the rest. So. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. And um, and uh, so Eric will take care of that. We'll post links to everything. I, I want to thank you for being just an amazing guest. We've yeah, had so you. much fun talking about stuff. And I mean, it's just like the energy and all that. It's been high this whole time and I'm just buzzing. So thank you so much <laughs> for coming on the show. Well, thank you for doing this, Justin. This is fun, different, cool. And I'm, you're doing this for a lot of people. I'm, I'm so glad to be a part of this show. Worldwide. I'm actually going to be listening. <laughs> worldwide, we're going to be listening to this. So I can't wait. And I hope to be here soon. And you guys all take care. You guys all stay safe. Wear a mask, you know. Yep. Um, and yeah. Even if it's a turtle mask. I, I said yeah, even if it's a turtle mask. That's all I got. Even if it's a turtle mask. <laughs> even if it's a turtle mask. Just make sure everybody's safe out there. Let's finish this pandemic. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, Eric, did you want um did you want to say uh, for anybody who could find you on social media or anything like that? Like where uh, they look for you? Yeah, I mean, if you guys uh, I'm I'm on Facebook. That's about all I'm on. Uh you guys can look for me on Eric Will. Um I'm on Epic Shows as our group, as everybody would know. If you have any problems, just feel free to tag me or you know, tag me so that way you can get a hold of me and you know, we'll try to figure out stuff from there. Like I'm here to help anybody out. I help about 20 to 30 people a day just about it seems like it so i mean i mean that's the only way you guys can really get hold of me unless i put my phone number on here no yeah don't do <laughs> and epic shells is a facebook community where uh you know we welcome in all all types of people who are fans of ninja turtles so whoever you are and the most radical member each month gets a prize from mm-hmm. me so how cool is that so um, and the cool thing about it, too, we have some of the creators who are in the group. So, you know, uh, you may actually get to interact with some of your favorite people. So yeah. uh, just don't bug him or Eric will get on your ass. So <laughs> this guy yeah. I put the band hammer down. Yeah. And, and with that, um, I'm going to get going. Um, I'm going to I'm going to end this this section and we'll get on to uh, Jozar's amazing spicy pizza, peanut butter pizza. <laughs> yes, it's pizza time. And now in a segment that we call Pizza Time, where we discuss any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle or pizza-related food, I give you Pizza Time. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Pizza Time. Big thank you to our guest, Mr. Joelzar. So in honor of uh, Joelzar, I'm going to give you Joelzar's uh, incredible peanut butter pizza. Now, he had mentioned how that is uh, based on John's Incredible Pizza Company, and um, I could not find the exact recipe, so I'm going to give you something as close as possible, but not exact. So this is going to be a spicy peanut butter and pepperoni pizza. So let's start off with our ingredients. For the pizza, it's going to be one tablespoon of olive oil or a neutral oil, one pound refrigerated pizza dough at room temperature, one-third cup of creamy peanut butter, you heard me right, one-half cup of marinara sauce, 
two cups shredded whole milk mozzarella, one cup mini pepperoni slices or regular pepperoni slices. That's up to you. One large jalapeno seeded and thinly sliced, about one third cup. Okay, so what you're going to do, the directions um, for the pizza, preheat your oven to 450 degrees Fahrenheit. Grease a 12-inch cast iron skillet with the oil. Place the pizza dough in the center and spread out evenly to cover the bottom up to one inch up the sides. Spread the peanut butter evenly over the dough, followed by the marinara sauce. Sprinkle with mozzarella, followed by the pepperoni, and then the jalapeno. Bake until the cheese melts and browns and the edges are crisp, about 20 minutes. This is a good time to um, start if you're going to do any side dishes, anything along those lines. Remove from the oven and let sit for five minutes. Then drizzle with, um, if you want, you can put hot honey on top of it. So hot honey being, say, uh, like a sriracha added to uh, honey. So that's the um, that's the ingredients for, we're going to call it Joel Zar's Incredible Peanut Butter Pizza. Cowabunga, dudes! The secret word for the giveaway is bossa nova. Thank you for listening to the Epic Tales from the Sewers podcast. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. This podcast has no affiliation with Eastman, Laird, IDW Studios, Nickelodeon Studios, Archie Comics, or any other Turtles properties. This podcast is a member of the Epic Sewers podcast network. Be sure to check out our other great shows, some turtle-related, some not. Thanks for listening. Epic Tales from the Sewers is recorded by Justin Cooper. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Hey there. This is JB, and if you enjoy Tales from the Crypt, then check out my show, Tales from the Podcast, where myself, and usually a very special guest, sit down to discuss the TV show, the films, the animated series, as well as the original comics. So check me out every other week on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and of course, at TalesFromThePodcast.com. Thanks for listening, kitties. You're all a scream. <laughs>